It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. In studio with me, Bethany Corey. Hello, Bethany. Uh, hello. Thanks for and, having me today, Jeff. And Josie Schneider. Hello. All right. So you guys have been uh, busy momming around and stuff. And uh, so that's what we do. To get, we get together once in a while and um, have a beverage and, and talk mothering and parenting and all that kind of stuff. But before we get into that, uh, Josie, I was reading a, a book the other, and I, let's not lie, I was listening to a book the other day. Um, and so I thought this would be your thing. Uh, it's a combination of books, France, and uh, cats. So I oh. thought this would be be uh, a place that would, would interest you. So um, in this book, it's about Americans uh, visiting France during the 1800s, right? And it's kind of mm-hmm. you know, mostly artists, but medical students, that kind of stuff. And, and it seems that during the uh, later mid part of the 1800s, uh, France declared war on Prussia. They're kind of like, grr, those Prussians, and declared war on them. And then within like weeks, Prussia was kicking their asses and because I mean France and and so France had pretty much pulled back to the within the walls of of Paris and they were under siege and it started out the siege is going great I mean they've got like a hundred thousand sheep um in 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 one of the parks as as uh, part of their food supply but as the siege goes on they run out of sheep and start eating other things and one of the Americans uh in his journals he kept track of this um, because everybody's, you know, you got to, you start eating the stuff. They, they ate like the zoo animals, including their two elephants and stuff. And, and he was, he was okay. Com- uh, he was fairly well off compared to most Parisians at the time. So he wasn't exactly starving, but he tasted everything just so he'd have something to journal about. And, uh, turns out that dogs taste better than horses. Um, that, that rats taste kind of like, uh, like birds, although, um, uh, uh, brewery rats tasted better than a sewer rats, which, hey, who would have known? Shocking. But of, of, of all the creatures people ate, cats were apparently delicious. So, uh, so there we got, we got that. Um, he wasn't the only one that thought so, apparently. So um, if you find yourself under siege in the greater Kansas City area. You could eat cats. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, snowed in. It isn't really like high on my list of things to do, but if it was like die or eat a cat, I would eat a cat. Totally eat a cat. I wouldn't even have to be close to dying because, because as I've said on the podcast many times, my theory is the cuter the animal, the more delicious it is. So, uh, 
Um, I'm just saying that cute little kitten of yours is uh, looking pretty delicious. Um, on <laughs> hmm. what was that all about? Uh, just something. Did you just want to talk about eating cats? I think Jeff just wanted to eat my cat. Okay. I mean, not necessarily yours. A cat. Um, okay, so what's going on in the parenting uh, front? Somebody talk about something parenting wise. Um, Francis is nine months old. Which is very exciting. Josie mm-hmm. is currently texting pictures of delicious looking kitty cats and Aww. a lizard. Julia's holding an alligator in this picture. Oh, they're so sweet. Oh my goodness. Could we talk about Juliet's hair? Yes, she has a bob. That is, uh, uh, I haven't seen that. That is adorable. Um, yes. Too bad this is an audio podcast and we can't show pictures of it, but uh, describe it. It's a kind of kind of chin length bob. It's, it's a chin length bob. Um, so here, let me tell you, Bethany does not know about this because her baby's had a head full of hair from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yes. But my baby was as bald as Jeff until she was about a year old. And then she had really, really wispy curls. And she was actually, I look at her, some of her toddler pictures and it was so cute because she had these tiny little bright blonde curls. Aww. But um, she was always jealous of the little girls who had lots and lots of hair. So for the longest time, she wanted to grow her hair out long and she got my hair texture, which we have just, a, we just have really thin hair. It doesn't doesn't do much when it gets long. And so it was stringy and it was unmanageable, but you know what? It's hair. I don't really care what she does with it. It's her hair. I'm going to let her, as long as it is, as long as it's brushed, I'm, I'm cool with it. But then some days that doesn't even matter. huh? Yeah, honestly. But this summer, all of a sudden, I don't know if it's because she was getting hot at school or what, but, um, she wanted to cut it all off and, she got a bob and then she went back a week later because she wanted bangs and she has just been rocking this cute little hairstyle so that makes cute. her look so grown up now. Has her hair always been that light? It's actually getting darker. I don't know why I imagine in my brain that she has darker hair. Maybe because Corey, you do. Because Corey and I have such dark hair. Yeah. But no, um, it's, it's finally, it's actually finally starting to turn brown, but she used to be really blonde when she's little. So, uh, so listeners, um, we, this, the, the, the picture that, uh, that uh, Josie posted uh, to us that kind of talked about this has the young girl in a brownies vest um, holding an alligator, um, a couple other, other girls in the, uh, in the background and some parents even further behind that. Nobody seems sufficiently excited about the damn alligator as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, why, why isn't there a little, why isn't there more enthusiasm for the alligator? That is hysterical because they were very enthusiastic about the alligator at first. Um, this was, um, it was, it was our Girl Scout troop. I just sent you guys a picture of, um, Juliet with a tarantula on her head. He calls it the brownie barrette. Um, this was a really phenomenal animal program. This guy um, works with local police forces when um, they have to go take care of illegal animals. 
um, oh, wow. when they've got dangerous animals. And he, if, if they can be re- rehabilitated, he'll, um, he'll take care of them and, um, either release them or use them in his conservation efforts. What he does is he goes around and explains why you can't have these animals as pets in your meth lab, because that's where they all came from, right? They were all, they were all confiscated from meth labs in the greater Kansas city area. Well, this little, this little alligator probably, I mean, most of them probably, yes. This little alligator was actually from a pet store. What happened is um, in this pet store, they were selling gators and they knew they were getting caught. What? As one does. Yeah. They knew they were getting caught. So it was legal. It was illegal to own a live alligator, but you could have a dead one. So they quickly threw them all in the freezer to kill them before the police came. And so when they came in, they, um, they had to, the police had to pull them all out of the fridge or the freezer to make sure they were actually dead. And this little, little lady started wiggling, but, um, they thought she wouldn't make it because all of her blood vessels had burst and her trachea had collapsed. But, um, this guy, his son was seven years old at the time. And the seven-year-old was the only one that had small enough fingers to kind of massage the gator's trachea and he nursed her back to health and it became his gator and she's 10 years old but she had brain damage from the freezer and still thinks she's a baby so um that's why she's so docile but um he uses her to like as a teaching tool like this is why you shouldn't do this um listeners you may, I mean, there are other early learning podcasts out there and you, I mean, you've got the freedom to listen to them, but what other podcasts are you going to hear about the deliciousness of kitty cats, the, uh, the delightful new Bob that Juliet got and this heartwarming alligator story in, in 15 minutes of podcast. I mean, you're not going to hear that anyplace else. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We, I mean, I love this. Um, I, that, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy and I don't get the warm, fuzzy feeling feelings very often um i'm so happy the alligator is still around and that doesn't look like a 10 i mean the size of it doesn't it's tiny like a- it, it is it is tiny like it's um its growth was stunted and like i said it's it, it's partially due to the brain damage he said because yeah. it thinks it's a baby it hasn't grown Aww. but he was he was like cuddling it like bethany was holding francis earlier uh-huh. <laughs> and um it was snuggling against his face and i didn't know an alligator could look at someone with love in its eyes but it sure did that's so sweet i mean i mean that's the way i look at tasha i mean I'm kind of reptilian uh you were talking we were talking about the the haircut earlier and um which brought up something that happened earlier today. I've been working on spring cleaning, you know, because it's uh, as we're recording this, it's January. And my my thought is you do the spring cleaning when it's cold outside so that when spring actually comes, you're not inside cleaning. That's the way that's the way I, I roll. Um, so I'm going through this box, of, box of stuff. Right. And it's this box of notes Tasha passed me in the hall of uh, her junior my senior year of high school mostly there's some stuff from other time frames there but included in that box was a envelope uh, that contained my former ponytail from when I let her chop it off back in I believe 1988 um, that she put a date on and stuck in an envelope so um, 
that existed. You're both making horror, horrific looking yeah, faces. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Hey, but I, I, also, I think it's I, just it's just her undying love for me. The notes were really sweet. Yeah, it went from that. sweet to creepy. Well, the, the sentiment of keeping the notes, I guess. I mean, I think about, you know, when you had your big move and I doubt you have as much space as you used to. And that came with you. And that's really special. Do I, do I get husband points for keeping the box of notes? Yes, you do. Great. Um, there is one of the notes. I, I didn't, I, I haven't read them all since the 80s. Uh, but I, I, every time I look at the box and decide not to throw them away, I, I look at a couple and there is, there is one where um, where she she was lamenting she'd forgot to ask for a day off of work for something that I thought we should do and she was feeling bad about it and thought like maybe I should start keeping a pen and paper in my purse and then she's like in this note she's like it's like stream of consciousness she's like oh that's not really a bad idea and and so that's when uh, that's when Tasha became Mama Duck was uh, was like uh, the mid school year 1988 when she started carrying a a pen and pencil and then i'm sure then that soon after it was the uh the band-aids and the the paper clips and the safety pins and everything else she has that everybody needs at some point or another so it was kind of um fun to see that that happened that's yeah that's pretty momentous that we yeah. we've captured the exact moment that exact she became moment. mama duck yeah yeah i guess i should have probably framed that one um, so, uh, what's going on with, uh, what's going on with, uh, Mr. Francis, uh, teeth are starting to come in or have come in or. Yeah, he's got his bottom two teeth. Um, and his top teeth, I sent a picture in the chat so you could see, um, I think they're going to be gigantic teeth. Like his top front teeth are going to be huge. They're just like super wide, but not through the gums. Like they're just, they've been hanging out there for like weeks now. And I don't know if this is normal. Do baby teeth just kind of like peekaboo for a while? Oh, it could be years. He might start like third grade and those two teeth might not come in. Okay. No, I mean, uh, how has he been? Has he been fussy? Has he been, what's the, what's the teething personality? Uh, his teething personality is like super happy and excited. Oh, good. <laughs> because so I just keep telling him, I'm like, listen, when your teeth come in, you can eat steak, right? Mm -hmm. So like, we've got a goal, like grow these teeth, eat hunks of meat. And so I think that's just been motivating him to not be grumpy. I, I, I think that that is a good motivation. I will do just about anything for uh, for a hunk of steak, although I'm wondering if um, poor Brian's steak intake might go down when Francis has upper and lower teeth and starts starts uh, starts into the uh, the family uh, collection of, of, of I'm, I'm guessing dry aged steaks you have in your in your meat cellar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I have a, an extensive meat collection I've been saving for him. Um, yeah, I figured I would just have to be vegetarian once he actually starts eating. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, he's a proper baby right now. Mm -hmm. And like, he's just eating constantly. Also, and it's like baby portions. So it's not like. 
Yeah, yeah, it's sort of scary at out the yet. moment. But. I'm, I'm also seeing that you uh, you probably like um, uh, cure your own hams. Is that a thing you do in Tennessee? Is that a thing that? Uh... Oh yeah, I mean, I, we've got the meat smoking shed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next to the butcher block. Of course, the... I mean you don't want to have to carry those uh, those yeah. slabs of uh, of pork mm-hmm. too far when you're uh, yes when you're uh, ready. I'm quite to the homesteader. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Josie, how was Juliet with her teething? Um, well, much like her hair, Juliet did not get any teeth until after her first birthday. You are kidding me. None, none. And when they came in, they all came in right away and she had no problems teething. So we, uh, we got off real easy there. Like, did she eat any food or was she just eating like puree stuff? She would, I mean, she would just eat puree stuff or stuff she could gnaw she loved those like um wafer type yeah cookies that you give babies um but yeah no she did not have any teeth until after her first birthday and then um similarly uh kindergarten was real hard when all of her friends started to lose their teeth because she lost any now she has she has um but um it was it was much later than the rest of her friends and then they all fell out about the same time that's hilarious (laughs) she didn't have she had she lost and it was it was honestly just this summer we were in Colorado she lost her two front teeth and then she had lost the bottom two the week before that Uh, that that sounds like a vitamin deficiency of some sort (laughs) no no no. um I I was uh I met a a uh must have been about a six-year-old the other day on zoom um it's not it's not weird um his his mother was there it was uh it was an early learning training not not just me you just meeting. made it weird <laughs> Did I? I wouldn't have gone there until... it, it was totally normal until then <laughs> continue uh, I, I feel i gotta explain myself um so this kid was hanging out during uh during a, a training and um and, and at the end we're talking and everything and and he's smiling because he's uh He's got teeth missing and and one is just like hanging there by a, by a thread and, and, uh, and he's, uh, hasn't manned up enough to just yank it out, but he really wants it to be gone because he's, he's looking for the tooth fairy to come. Uh, we, we talked, you know, previously about Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. We said, I don't think we touched on tooth fairy. Is tooth fairy going to be a thing? Bethany? Of course not. No. Why would the tooth fairy be a thing? I don't believe in anything. I'll probably give him money, like under his pillow. Uh, just without, without, I mean, just, there'll just be money under his pillow. No. Well, I mean, backstory. like I didn't believe in the tooth fairy, but I still got money from the tooth fairy growing up. Like you can still benefit without belief. Yeah. Right. What a sad. Okay. Tell me what the tooth fairy did at your house. I, I frankly don't remember, um, but I mean, you you so what? You're just gonna get you tooth fairy doesn't get credit for it. Um, uh, you're just gonna hand out, hey, that cash is from mom. Uh, give oh, me. Oh, it'll your... be from the tooth fairy, who doesn't exist. Yeah. So... It's fine. I don't know why I'm the weird one. You're not weird. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging you. Folks, I'm getting a lot of judging looks. I wish this was a video podcast so you could see the judging looks I'm getting for not believing in the tooth fairy. Well, look, I judge everybody about everything all the time, so but um, I really also don't 
have two fucks to rub together about most things either. Um, but um, so, okay, so I'm, I'm just trying to clarify what the situation is going to be. So no tooth fairy myth, just here's some money from the tooth fairy. Well, no, we'll, we'll know about the tooth fairy myth. Okay. You just won't believe that the tooth fairy is a real creeper who comes in through your window while you're sleeping and puts money under your pillow. Okay. I find it really weird, like parents being cool with adults just coming into their home at night to bring their children money and presents. Yeah, although I know some of those same parents who think that they belong to certain Harry Potter houses and have magic wands. So, you know, everybody's got their own thing, I guess. No, okay. So how much? What's the uh, gonna what's the going rate for a incisor going to be? I'm curious. I'm very curious. I mean, I got a quarter for each tooth. Okay, but that's like 60 years ago what i mean i'm very young you got a quarter for each tooth back in the 80s in the 80s yes okay that wasn't bad mm -hmm. um so he's gonna get a quarter because inflation i don't know how much did they, like kids these days probably get like little video games and like i don't know things under their pillows i don't know what happens josie what happens Julia gets $5 a tooth. I sh that's why, you know, she's in there in her room, yanking her teeth out. <laughs> Does she get that, like a little note from the tooth fairy? Uh, no, I, I the tooth fairy does um, put glitter on the money though. When mm -hmm. the tooth, when she lost a tooth, when the elf was here last year, I think the, she wanted to know if the elf and the tooth fairy were friends. So the elf wrote her a note about the tooth fairy. This is the shelf elf. Yeah. Were they like dating? What was, what was the no. stitch? <laughs> no, they were just friends. They're okay. just buddies. <laughs> that's uh that's uh glitter on the paper money. Or are you doing some sort of, you're doing, you're, you're selling out this five bucks in dimes or how does uh, that work? On the, on the, on the paper money. Yeah. Okay. So that is like, a, is that like a fiver? Is that a bunch of ones? How does it work? A five, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big bills. That's good. Except the tooth fairy did forget to come um, not that long ago. That was bad. Wow. Whoopsies. Um, how'd you? Um, the, but we, what well, we looked, we looked really closely and we realized that it had fallen um, um, under or you know through the bed crack sure, so, sure. so you lies. found it like the next day or something well we found it really very quickly mm -hmm. um i mom had to go to the other room just to make sure that nothing was amiss in there and then there was a five mm -hmm. you're you're kind of kind of palmed it that's a that should be a, a, a thing moms have to work on. You should work on a sleight of hand. That should be like a mom thing. Uh, one of those mm -hmm. in mom training. I mean, sure, the 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 breathing during delivery and that kind of stuff is probably important. The, uh, oh, here's some ice chips, that kind of stuff. But that sleight of hand, so you can slip that tooth fairy money in there and you can uh, you can just whoosh um, and, and do that one move with the tissue and get the uh, four gallons of snot that's coming out of their faces. Mm -hmm. I, think, yeah. I think sleight of hand would be a, a big mom thing 
These are important Man. skills. If you are, if you, listeners, if you happen to be a struggling magician out there and you're looking for a way to, to earn, earn cash, you could start doing online sleight of hand and close-up magic trip, tricks for parents uh, via Zoom. Um, I don't have time to, to implement that, but there's an idea for you. Um, <laughs> uh, listeners, he probably does have time. Contact Jeff if you are interested in <laughs> getting this off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, I probably, I probably do have time to work on you. I, I, I can't do the magic, but I'll, I'll help with. Uh, I'll make a logo or something. Come up with a, a catchy name. Um, so I, I was traumatized with a couple tooth situations. Um, they all came in okay, but I remember I lost one. It must have been second grade. Lost one at a hot dog at school. Yeah. Yeah, bit on the hot dog, tooth came out, uh, swallowed it, I guess. Never know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what happened to it. Um, Panicked that the tooth fairy wasn't going to come? Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I guess. Was the tooth fairy around back then? Well, yeah, but she was, she was like brand new. She was, uh, she was like 19, just started the job. Um, (laughs) So it was a brand new kind of thing. The, The tooth fairy mobile was all nice and shiny. Uh, it was a, it was a great thing. She wasn't old and decrepit like, yeah. like she is now. So it was great. And then the other trauma was, uh, my, my, my mother slapped a loose tooth out of my head once and oh I God. never let her forget about it. That's um, amazing. it was, it was, uh, I mean, I know this, this might be hard to imagine, but I, I was a mouthy kid at, at really? times. I, wow. I mean, I know, I know it's not the Jeff that you, you know, and tolerate, but, uh, but uh, yeah. And so apparently I, I was, uh, I was being uh, mouthy and we're, we're driving. Um, and, and I got, uh, got the little slap across the face and tooth flew out of my face. And I'm just uh, impressed your mom could drive and slap you at the same time. Well, back in the seventies, I mean, parents, they had those skills. I mean, um, and she wasn't a smoker, so she had a free hand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> were you sitting in the front or did yeah, she reach yeah. Oh, yeah, in no, the I was sitting in, sitting in the front seat. Okay. Uh, probably like five and a half years old without a seatbelt on, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was my, it's my, my traumatic youth. Um, I yes, don't remember then. losing my teeth at all. Like I know really? it happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously like... it had to happen. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't remember like not having teeth. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember other people losing teeth. Mm-hmm. Like my friend's older brother who just ripped one of his teeth out in front of us. Sure. Like. What, was there a lot of blood? What do you remember Yeah, because it? it wasn't ready. <laughs> he just pulled, it was like a little bit loose and he was like, this is Ew. easy. Yeah. Both of my parents were in dentistry at the time that I was losing my teeth. And so um, my mom, you know, as soon as I had a loose loose tooth, she'd want to get her hands on those so badly. And so she'd sit there and work on my teeth. But I was also a late teether and then late to lose my teeth. So I let her because I was desperate for like that sweet, sweet tooth fairy money that my friends were getting. That's great. Back in my community center director days, I used to uh, I used to pull the teeth of other people's children out of their faces for them. 
um, mostly upon request by the by the parent, because it, it's that situation where it is just hanging there by the by the yes. thread, and and you know they, I mean, as a parent, you don't want to you don't want to have to go through the bullshit of the, of the kid losing the tooth in the middle of the night and then maybe swallowing it and or having to search the room for it and everything. So why do you have Jeff, uh, after you finish playing kickball and, uh, and drink some apple juice, why don't you have Jeff pull that tooth out for you? Um, and, and most of them were, were, were willing participants because they'd seen it done with other kids. And so a group of young children would all gather around and I just grab a hold of the tooth and yank and then <laughs> put it in their pocket and off they'd go. Um, and it was, it was, it was a different time. I don't think you can really do that anymore. I mean, my mom will do it with her daycare kids. I mean, oh, she gets good. permission, but she's still, she's still a pro at pulling teeth and, um, Juliet, you know, she'll, Juliet's kind of scared of her when her teeth are loose because she'll go up and she'll say, Grammy, look. And if you're not careful, Grammy will say, oh yeah, she'll reach in and just pop it right in. <laughs> oh my Lord. Yeah. You want to get a little bit of consent before you, before you yes. yank uh, teeth out of, out of yes, other people's listeners, faces. We don't, we don't recommend you just rip out your daycare kids' teeth without talking to them yeah. first. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah have, have a conversation first. So Bethany, are, is there, to, uh, is there tooth brushing going on yet? Those two bottom yeah. ones to pop through? What's the uh, brushing situation? Um, so I know that this is very unusual, but my son is very advanced. Mm-hmm. And, um, (laughs) um, and so he like started trying to brush his teeth with his little finger when he'd see Brian brushing his teeth. And so now the two of them get their little toothbrush and they brush their teeth together. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing something actually real for brushing his teeth, but just, you can take a washcloth and just like gum at it basically. Yeah. I, I figure the dentist will tell me in a few years when we go visit him that I did it wrong. So what did your, what did your mom do, Josie? If, they, if she was in the, in the field? Well, my teeth were always very, very clean because she was in the field. But uh, let me tell you my story about Juliet. Um, <laughs> Juliet has terrible enamel, terrible enamel. I blame my grandmother who, um, you know, was loved, loved that child as much as I did, kept her while I was working for free, made it so I could work full time and not have to pay childcare. Could not have asked for a better situation, but she was a little old school with, um, things this child was allowed to eat. And I would come home and there would be my 10 month old sipping on a Capri Sun. Yes. And I kind of, kind of, I, once again, with all the love in my heart, could not have asked for better care, except for maybe this. I do kind of blame her for showing that's <laughs> bad teeth. Um, Capri Sun had, is yeah. like sugar water? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, Juliet had a cavity when she was about four and a half. And um, took her to the dentist. It was not a pediatric dentist. It was my dentist. And he was convinced he could take care of it without giving her a shot. And, um, I just assumed that he, that he did take care of it. Um, you know, our friend of the pod, Shauna, I was uh, visiting her, um, 
over Martin Luther King weekend a few years ago when Juliet was in kindergarten and I was just playing a game with Juliet and I uh we were I was dipping her back and she opened her mouth to laugh and I dropped her because I was horrified because the child's teeth were rot in the very back were rotting out of her head where they supposedly had fixed this cavity dun 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 yes and I felt terrible because here I am the lady brushing her teeth but it's really kind of hard to brush little kids teeth and it was like the molars way in the back uh -huh. and um you know I immediately got her back into the dentist and he's like whoops yep I guess that didn't work and um <laughs> of course from that point on we went to a pediatric dentist because we had to do some dental surgery to get uh oh, the tooth out and by the end of it like the nerves were dead like she could Aww. reach in and hand me a piece of her tooth and just, you know, pop it out. Um, it was a disgusting mess. And now we engage in excellent dental hygiene <laughs> at the Schneider house because I learned <laughs> that lesson. Yeah, I think back in the 70s, I mean, I think, I don't know, when did they give me a tooth? When did they give people, kids toothbrushes back in the, back in, back in the then? I mean, we, we were, they were still giving us sugar candy cigarettes i think um i mean so I, I i don't think i don't think it was uh i don't think pediatric dentistry was uh the thing it is now uh back in the back in the 70s and and um early 80s probably as it is now but uh um probably probably a good thing that that's changed a little bit yeah, probably so it's probably about time to wrap this up but i got to hear about your trip to chicago with juliet Oh, we had a good time. She's what, did, been, what did you do? What was what was the event? Well, okay, so she's been asking me for this girl's trip forever, and it got canceled a few times during the pandemic for various reasons. And so finally, you know, over Thanksgiving, she said, Mommy, are we ever going to do something just the two of us? And I said, screw it. Let's find something easy. Yes, I know. Very dramatic. So I was like, what's easy? And I was like, well, let's just fly up to Chicago. It's only about an hour. We'll do it over Martin Luther King, have the long weekend. And um, it's cold, cold in Chicago in the winter. But honestly, we skipped a big snowstorm here in Kansas City. So it worked out pretty well. Um, we had a great time. We did the Shed Aquarium and the Field Museum. And uh, she loved both of those. So we got our culture in the first day. And then we spent all of Sunday at the American Girl Store. Yeah, <laughs> we got our consumerism in, and um, it was actually kind of fun. We were there for us; they were doing a painting party that day, so we went and had lunch at the cafe, and went up to like the painting place in the mall, and did one of those painting classes where you get to, you know, the instructor instructor walks you through how to paint the picture, and then we did some shopping and then we had a fancy dinner out and where? Very exciting sorry what'd you say Jeff? where where, where where'd you go At some some italian restaurant it was like a mid-tier italian restaurant it was good but she, it, it was fancy for her and um the waiter brought her a special mocktail and she thought she was very grown up and it was a good, it was a good bonding experience. Oh, that's great. And she's the perfect age for that, uh, that aquarium. Oh yeah. Oh my God. She had the best time. And did you say that you went to the field museum too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, I mean, both of those places, she's that, per that perfect age. Is she's, she's never been one. 
she was never a dinosaur kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually spent a lot more time looking at the fossils than I, than I thought we would. She had a great time with that. Yeah. What's her name there? Sue, Sue, right? Sue. The, yeah. We saw yeah. Sue. Yeah. Yeah. I, we took the kids right after they unveiled Sue and that was a, that was a great experience. That was great. And the, 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 the whales, they still have the whales at the aquarium. Yes. The beluga whales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did, did you sing baby beluga while you were looking at the whale? Of course you have to sing baby beluga while you're looking (laughs) at the beluga whales. Would you sing a little bit for us now? I don't really know how it's like baby beluga. Did in the deep blue sea. Yeah, there we go. So wild and swim so free. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Bethany, you're ready to uh, take small curd to the uh, Field Museum in uh, in Chicago. So that'll be that'll be great. Um, what was so what was flying like? Were you all masked up and have to yeah. mask her? Oh, that's yeah. horrible. Ugh. It was it was fine. Um, it was fine. She's she's used to it with school, and um, I had done COVID the week before we went, and yeah. I figured both of our immune systems were fine. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we've covered a <clears throat> a lot of ground. Um, what have we learned in this episode? We've learned that cats are delicious. Uh, alligators can be frozen and thawed out and live to tell about it. Now, maybe not necessarily live to tell about it. We've we've learned that uh, humans get teeth and then they fall out, um, and they that that comes along with uh, maybe great and maybe not so great parenting practices. Hey, mom, um, uh, along those uh, those lines, uh, we've learned that uh, girls' trips are to bomb. Um, that's still, that's just still something you young people say, right? That's the bomb. no, no, not no. anymore. No, why? No, why don't we say that? Because you don't sound cool. Uh, well, I mean, oh, you know what the youth say? It's dope. Dope. It's dope. Really? Dope um, the, hey, listeners, not too not too long ago, maybe the episode before this one, a uh, uh, friend of the show, uh, Brett and I got together where Brett gave me a, a whole rundown on Generation Z and Millennial and, uh, and Gen X uh, slang. Uh, which uh, which I'm I'm not allowed to use because then I'm some sort of uh, poser. But uh, really Fair. really help you be aware of uh, what the the lingo the hep cats of the younger generation are using. Thirty two skidoo. Um, <laughs> Good God! <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Thirty two skidoo. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this uh, train wreck up? Brush your teeth, folks. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Anybody uh, handing up uh, anything bigger than five dollar bills for teeth? I want to hear about it um, because you know I could I could pull a couple out and uh, and uh, buy a little bit of whiskey if I got rid of a couple teeth. So there we go, listeners. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Brush your teeth. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. What is that thing you're? This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.